This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. In progress. Okay, good evening everyone. Shalom Aleichem, Ruchem We're continuing in. Daf Shavua. We are learning Meseches Kesubais. Daf Ayin Beis Why Daf Ayin Beis? Because since this week, how do you think Moshe Rabbeinu split the Yamsaf with the Shem Ayin Beis? So therefore we're learning Daf Ayin Beis. Okay, says the uh, Gemara. It says if someone makes as madder his wife that she can't go to a base hamishta or she can't go to a base avel, says the Gemara, that's a problem. He has to divorce her because he's locking before her. Says the Mishnah. Says the Gemara. Bishlama the base hamishta, bishlama. To prohibit your wife from going to a party, you're locking the way before her. Because she can't enjoy life. You can't go to a party. She can't enjoy life. But, what a house of mourning, what is there? You're telling her she can't go to mourning. Isn't that a good thing? Mourning is a, a house of mourning is a, not a pleasant place to be. How are you locking life before her? It says Gemara Tana, it was taught Lamachar Himesa. Tomorrow she'll die. in Kalbaria Soifta. No one will eulogize her if she's not going to go to the eulogies of others. Nobody will eulogize her. Veika da Amri, and some say in Kalbaria Soifna. Nobody will bury her if she's not going to participate in the burial of others. Nobody will want to bury her. Okay, fine. The uh, Gemara continues. The Gemara continues. Tanya, we learned in a bright story, Rameir, Rameir would say, Maidersev, what does it mean? Tahiv la leches al beiseval, mi leches al It is better to go to a house of mourning than to go to a house of a party. Ba'asher hu soif kal adam for it is the end of the life of man, and the living shall place to their heart. What does that mean? Devarim shall misa, matters of death. That means the living should think about death. Namely, that those who eulogize others will be eulogized. So that's a good reason to uh, go to someone else's eulogy. Because if you eulogize others, then others will eulogize you. The cover Yikbarune, those who bury others, they will bury him. The Yadal Yadalune, those who raise their voice in crying, others will cry over them. The Lavai Yalvine, those who escort the dead will be escorted. The Ta'in Yit'anune, those who carry the body will be uh, carried by others. Says the Gemara, Dim Hayatayin Misham Davar Acharashai. If, if, the guy, if the husband says the reason why he does not want her to go to a house of mourning or eulogy is because of a different matter, then he's permitted. What exactly is this 
Davar Acher. My Davar Acher. I'm Rav Yehuda, I'm Rav Let's say the husband says, I don't let you go to the party or the house of mourning, Mishum Bnei Adam Prutzin, because of promiscuous people, Shemetsuyin Sham, that are found there. Amar Ravashi, Ravashi said, Lai Amrin Elad is Chazahik. This ability for the husband to say, I don't want you to go to such and such place because there are prutzim over there, that's only if that area has a chazaka to be a place of pritzos. However, but if it's not an established place of pritzos, he can't say, well, I don't let you go there because it's a place of pritzos. It's a place of pritzos, it's a yeshiva. You know, meaning the husband can't, we're afraid he's trying to control her. So if and if there's a if it's a place that's well known, it's established place of uh, low behavior, then he could say, "I don't want you going there." But if it's not established, he can't. He doesn't have the right to say that. The Let's say he says to her that I answer myself to you, or I answer you um, on condition that. You say to Pliny what you said to me or what I said to you. So the halacha is that he has to divorce her. So Gemara asks, why? Let her just say to Pliny. The husband asked her to do it. She should listen. She should listen to it. Um, okay. Says the Gemara... The Tema, let her say it. Am Rav Yehuda, Am Shmuel, Dvarim Shal Kalain. Rav Yehuda said the name of Shmuel. It's matters of shame. It's something that's um, embarrassing for Pliny to hear. It's something negative that he said about uh, Pliny. So therefore, she does not have to say it. Or, as Tysus learns... That it's talking about where it's some kind of like uh, private matters, where it's something that was said at the time of Tashmish, so therefore she doesn't have to say it. Okay, the Gemara continues. Or let's say he says to her on condition that you fill up. And pour out into the garbage. So, so asking her, Vatiavid, let her do it. She should do it. Why wouldn't she listen to him? She's going to disturb the whole marriage because he asked her to do something a, a little unusual. Okay, so let her do it anyway. Says Gemara, Amrav Shmuel. You know what he asked her? She should fill herself up with zara and then sort of kick it out. Meaning after relations, she should uh, walk around to let the Zara leave her body and 
not become pregnant. So why is that an issue? The husband said, I walk around so you don't become pregnant. The answer is, even though she's not technically commanded to have a child, a woman is not commanded to have a child. However, she wants a child. Every woman wants a child who's going to take care of her in her old age. Or, this gets into an interesting shayla, that even though she's not commanded to have a child, nevertheless, maybe she's now to be mashchaz zara. Maybe a woman also is now to be mashchaz zara. Yeah, so that's an interesting possibility, which uh, might be a subject for the Ion share. A woman is not chayv in puravu, but is she prohibited lahashcha zara? So in other words, is hashchasa zara connected to puravu? If it's connected, then well, we know a woman is not mitzvah in puravu. But maybe even though she's not mitzvah in puravu, she is mitzvah, she is muzhar, not to be mashcha zara. Okay. Or if he says, um, let me just. Going to. How do I pause? One second. How do I mute? Okay, here we go. Fine. So the Gemara continues. Shmuel Amar, the Maslisa Tan, we learned in Abraisa, Shetamali Asar Kadimayim Vitar La Ashba. The husband says to her, pour a fill up, ten jugs of water, and pour it into the garbage. So it says, Gemara, Bishlam Le Shmuel, Bishlam according to Shmuel, Mishim Hachiyatsi Vitang Suba. This is why she has to go out and she gets the Ksuba, because she is she's being asked to do something very detrimental. To halacha, to her marriage, to her future. But according to the Brisa, all he asked her is to do something ridiculous. To fill up ten jugs of water and pour it out. So let her do it. Let her do it. She looks like a fool. So she's not required to look like a fool to listen to her husband. Okay. Amar of Kahana, Hamadras Ishta Shaloi Tishal Vishaloi Tashal. Sonu makes a nether that his wife can't borrow and she can't lend. Nafa, Bukfara, a fine sieve, a coarse sieve, Rechaim, a mo, Tanar, an oven, Yoitzivi, Tengsuba. She goes out and she, you have to give her a ksuba. Why? Shemasiya Shem Rabishkino Seha. Because you're giving her a bad name among the neighbors. Tanya Nami Hachi. We learned in a bright like this as well. Hamadr sister Shalai Tashil Vishalai Tashil. If someone makes another that his wife can't borrow or lend, Nafa Ukvar, Rechaim Vatanor, different types of sieves, a mill, and an oven, Yotivi Tengsuba, Mimnei Shamasia Shem Rabishkino Seha. Why? If she can't lend, they're going to think she's stingy. If she doesn't want to borrow, they're going to also think she's stingy. Because they're going to say, oh, you know why she doesn't want to borrow? Because when we, she doesn't want to borrow, because when we come and ask her to borrow, she'll be able to say no. You know, there's such a thing that people, out of stinginess, will never ask another person for a favor. You know, there's some people, they'll never ask someone for a favor. 
And, you know, you might think it's a good thing, but in a way, it could be coming from stinginess, because they don't ever want to be in a situation where somebody asks them. So to avoid someone asking them for a favor, they like to be as independent as possible. Not because they inherently like independence, because they're afraid what it would mean if they ask someone for help, well then, somebody might ask them for help, and they don't want to give it. Um... Okay. V'tanya nami hachi. V'chein hi shenadra, or if she makes another shalai tisha that she's not going to borrow shalai tasha, she won't lend. Nafo kvar rechaim etanor v'shalai teraig begadam nam levanav. Let's say she makes another. She's not going to weave nice clothing for her, his children. Teitzei shalai b'ksuba. She goes out with that ksuba. Why mibnei sham siyasa shemra b'shchenav? She gives him a bad name. Okay, Zak the Mishnah. Ve'elu yoytzei shaloi b'ksuba. The following women go out without a ksuba. The following women go out without a ksuba. Ha'iveras al-das Moshe, a woman who violates the law of Moses, v'yehudis, and the law of the Jewish people. Ve'ezi das Moshe, ma'achilasoi she'ena mu'usar. Let's say a woman feeds her husband something that Meiser was not taken off of. nida, Or a woman who has relations with the husband as a nida. Or or if she doesn't take off chala. Or or she makes a nether and she doesn't fulfill it. What does it mean that she violates the law of the Jewish people? For example, a woman who doesn't cover her hair violates the law of the Jewish people. So this is difficult because a woman who does not observe personal halacha, that's not grounds for divorce. And yet when it comes to not covering her hair, it is grounds for divorce. Why? A woman, let's say, she doesn't keep a drabanon, or even if she doesn't keep a doiraisa, that's not grounds for divorce. It's only when she is machshal him. Okay, so she's not covering her hair. The answer is, if she's not covering her hair, then she's not behaving modestly. And now there's suspicion, maybe she's not faithful. Now, now this is a very interesting lambdas. Are we really concerned, just because she's not modest, that she's not faithful? Or, the lambdas is, maybe, even if we're not really suspicious, but maybe the husband becomes slightly suspicious. And if the husband is suspicious, she has destroyed the bedrock of the marriage. So any, t- any type of behavior that puts a question in the husband's mind destroys the marriage. Even if in halacha we're not suspicious, but it causes the husband to have questions, she's destroyed the marriage. The Mishnah continues. Why can't we say stam what we just said before? Because it's not a it's not a shemra. It's not a sh- a shemra is when you do something that affects the other neighbors. So your personal observance, you know, it. In other words, that that's up to her. Now maybe you would say she is machshel him because now he can't make a bracha. Now this is a very interesting thing. Chavetz Chaim talks about 
some women, they cover their hair outside of the home, but they're not makbed to cover their hair inside the home. And the Chafetz Chaim talks about the guy who goes up to Shamayim, and he's going to think at least he's going to get credit for his brachas, and they're going to say, pal, you never made one bracha in your life. So what? I was makbed on a hundred brachas b'chol with all the kavanus of the rashash. Yeah, but your wife didn't cover her hair, and she was in your presence. So that that's an interesting thing the Chavetz Chaim talks about. Lamaisa. So we say that the covering of the hair is so as a siman to the rest of the world that she is married, quote unquote. And so inside the house, since uh, people, even with guests, are there. I remember learning this that even if with uh, with guests. People already know she's married, so that wouldn't be an issue. Obviously, you have to cover your hair. No, wrong, no, no such thing. No, no. Let me go there. Okay. No, no, you can't do that. It's, covering your hair is not, a, is not because it shows that she's married. It's because it's inherently an erva. I've heard people say this. No, not like... It's crazy. No, I agree. I remember when I heard it, I was like, what? But No, no. Now... Um, Lamaisa, the Aruch HaShulchan, has a very big leniency about this that most people rely on. And that is, the Aruch HaShulchan says that nowadays, since many people, the Aruch HaShulchan says the erva of here is different than other arayas. Other, excuse me, other erva. Other erva inherently causes improper thought. But here, because so many women don't cover their hair, it does not create improper thought, and therefore, uh, the Aruch HaShulchan says, the fact that people don't, makes it that the bracha is not, is not an issue. It's, it's a kula that is pretty relied upon, I think Rav relies on it as well, but the Chafetz Chaim did not rely on that. Um, Chafetz Chaim did not rely on that. Okay, anyway, We'll see. We'll see on Ahmad Bayes. Fine. So, so the Gemara says. Um, another thing. The toive b'shuk, or let's say she spins uh, yarn in the marketplace, which was considered promiscuous behavior. Medaberes kum or she converses with everyone. If she curses his parents before him, grounds for divorce. A noisy woman. A noisy woman. What's a noisy woman? When she speaks in her house. And the neighbors could hear what's going on. I have something to tell you from Rav Miller after, the, but I can't even I can't say it right now. After the share, okay. Um, says the Gemara, Ma'achilasa So she's feeding him something that Meiser wasn't taken off. What what exactly is the case? Hechidam idiyada. If he knows that Meiser taken off, why is he eating it? Idiyada nifrash. She should separate. Idoloyada. If he doesn't know, minoyada. Then who told him? What do you think? Afterwards, she said, Ha! I gave you stuff that's not Musar. What do you think the case is? Says, It's only needed for the following case. The Amrale, she said to him, She said, You know, a certain Kayin, he helped me take off Maisar. 
And then later on, he, the guy meets the coin. He says, by the way, thank you for taking off the miser. He says, what? I don't know what you're talking about. V'azal uh, Shaila, he went and he asked him, V'shtakach Shukra, Shukra. And it comes out that it turned out his wife lied. She had relations with him as a nida. What's the case? If he knows, if he knew she was a nida, he should separate. He shouldn't have lived with her in the first place. If he didn't know, he should rely on her. How do you know a nida is relied upon to count for herself? She counts for herself seven days. La'atzma. So basically, what's the case of Nida? If he knew she was a Nida, he should be pirish from her. If he didn't know, he could rely on her. She said, I went to the Rav, I showed him the Bedika, he said it was good. He then went and asked, the Rav, Vishtakach Shukra, and she was lying. Or, Vibay Sam, if you want to say to Rabbi like Rabbi Huda said, I'm Rabbi Huda, Huxika Nida Bishkinosa, Bala Loika Lamisham Nida. The rule is if a woman was Huxak as a Nida, she was wearing her big day Nidais, and she said to the husband that I'm Tahar. The halacha is that she's assumed to be a nida and the husband gets malchus because she's muchsuk as a nida. So the case would be where if, again the question is if he knew she was a nida, why did he live with her? And if he didn't know, then why can't he trust her? The answer is she said that she was tahar. But in the neighborhood... She was, it turned out she was wearing her big day nidas. So therefore, she's assumed to be a nida. She never admitted, but the chazaka makes it that she's assumed to be a nida. Or let's say she didn't take off chala. So Gemara wants to know again, hey chidami, what's the case? If he knew chala wasn't taken off nefresh, he should have separated. If he never knew, then how did he ultimately know? Says Gemara, a certain uh, kneader of dough, he took off the chala for me. And ultimately he asked the guy, and uh, you know, he said, Thank you for taking off the uh, chala. And the guy said, uh, I never did it. Okay. Or let's say she is noidera seinamakayamas. She made a nether, she makes nadarim, and she doesn't keep it. So again, we said that the fact that she doesn't observe halacha, in and of itself is not grounds for divorce. So why is her lack of observance of keeping nadarim grounds for divorce? Says Gemara, the Amar Mar, Ba'avoin nadarim banim mesim. For the sin of not keeping nadarim, children die. Shenemar, do not make your mouth sin against your own flesh. Meaning, and the Pasuk says, 
ועל תומר לפני המלך כשגגה היא, למה יקצוף אליכם על קיילך וחיבל אסמעשה ידיך. Why should God get angry at your voice, meaning for what you said, and have your handiwork destroyed? But from there we learn, Ezohein Masiyadav Shadam, what is a person's handiwork? Haviyaymer, Banavim Naisav, it's his sons and daughters. Rav Nachman Amar, Rav Nachman says, Mehacha, from here we learn, Lashav Hikisiyas Benechem. For naught, I had to smite your children, from which we darshan lashav al iskeshav, for you, for your matters of unfulfillment, of not fulfilling your nadarim. Tanya, how your Rameer and Rameer would say, anyone who knows that his wife vows and doesn't fulfill, he should make a nadar in front of her, he should answer her. He should say, you're making a nadar, I answer such and such. So how does that fix the issue? How does that fix the issue? Get her angry, so that she'll be menader all the nadarim in front of you. And then after she's menader, you'll be able to be mefer her nadarim. Presumably after her original vows were, uh, were over. So... They said to Rameer, Amrulai, they said to Rameer, come on. You can't live with a snake in the same basket. She's bound to make a nether that you don't know about, and it's going to cause damage to your family. So, Rameer said, there's a way to treat a woman who's constantly vowing. And the rabbi said, nah, it's inevitable that something uh, will, will not work out. Tanya we learned in Brayser Rameir, and Rameir would say, "If you know your wife doesn't take off challah, so then take off challah after her." Amrulay, they said to her, "You can't live with a, a snake in the same basket." Meaning, she's bound to uh, bake dough, and you won't be able to be mafresh challah. Says Gorman, "Demasila aha koshikenahach." The one who learned the Takana by Chala is something that's baked all the time. If you could fix and be mafresh after a woman always, every time she bakes Chala, so then you could fix the Nadarim of a woman who's making Nadarim and not keeping them. But the one who learns that you could take care of a situation of Nadarim, but that, that doesn't necessarily mean you could take care of a situation of challah. But by challah, some, it will happen that you'll end up eating the challah. So even though there might be an etzah of what you could do with ninadarim, that doesn't necessarily mean that there'll be an etzah of what you could do with challah. Okay, we'll hold it over here. Alright, the case of the, of the losing the children if she vows, wouldn't it be counterproductive? counterproductive for him to divorce her. He should stay married with her, so now he can continue to cancel wealth, because if she still has the children, she's vowing she's going to lose the children if they're divorced. At least if they're married, he can still cancel the vow. You mean, how does it help to get divorced? She'll still kill the children? Good question. Yeah, become separated enough. 
that it won't be able to kill off the children because it's going to come and affect the, the husband, the ex-husband. Mm-hmm. Good question. You know, there's a Shailen Halacha, you know, who gets custody of children? Right? So if he were to get custody, which according to most Paiskim, <laughs> many Paiskim say the husband, halachically the husband gets custody. So then, in a sense, so that now, her, she, the, the children will not suffer for her nadarm because they're not under her care anymore. Not sure, good point. Good point. Recording stopped. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.